Sri Sai Sacharitra, The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba, A Modern Rendering, Chapter 42 Baba's Passing Away This chapter describes the passing away of Baba. The stories in the previous chapter show that the light of the Guru's grace removes fear in mundane existence and opens the path of liberation and turns our misery into happiness. If we always remember the feet of the Sadguru, our troubles will come to an end. Death loses its sting and the misery of this mundane existence is transformed. Those who truly care about their welfare should listen carefully to these stories of Sai Sainat, which will purify their minds. Baba's Previous Indication of His Passing Up until this point, the readers have heard stories of Baba's life. Now let us listen attentively to the story of Baba's passing. On September 28, 1918, Baba developed a slight fever. The fever lasted for two or three days, and after that, Baba gave up food and began to grow weaker and weaker. Seventeen days later, on Tuesday, October 15th, 1918, Baba left his mortal body at about 2.30 p.m. Two years earlier, Baba gave an indication of his passing, but no one understood it then. In the evening of Vijayadasami, the final day of the Mother Divine Festival, Baba went into a wild rage when people were returning from Simoligan, the crossing of the border of the village ceremony. He tore off his headdress, his kafni, and waistband, and threw them into the duni. Fed by this offering, the fire in the duni began to burn brighter, and Baba shone even brighter still. He stood there, stark naked, and with his burning red eyes shouted, You fellows, now have a look and finally decide whether I am a Muslim or a Hindu. Everyone was trembling with fear, and none dared approach Baba. After some time, Bhagaji Shinde, Baba's leper devotee, went boldly near him, and succeeded in tying a waistband round his waist, and said, Baba, what is all this? Today is Vijayadasmi. Baba struck the ground with his sadka and said, This is my Samolagan. Baba did not cool down until 11 p.m., 
and the people doubted whether the Chavadi procession would take place that night. After an hour, Baba resumed his normal condition and dressing himself as usual, attended the Chavadi procession as described earlier. Through this event, Baba gave an indication that Vijayadasami was the right time for him to cross the border of life. But no one understood this at the time. Then Baba gave another sign. Diverting the deaths of Ramachandra and Tatya. Some time after this incident, Ramachandra Patel became seriously ill and was suffering greatly. He tried every remedy and finding no relief, lost all hope for his life and was waiting for his last moment. Then, one midnight, Baba was suddenly standing next to his bed. He grabbed Baba's feet and begged him, I have lost all hope for life. Please tell me definitely when I will die. Merciful Baba said, Don't be anxious. Your death warrant has been withdrawn and you will soon recover. But I am afraid for Tatya. He will pass away on Vijayadasami of Shaka. 1918. Do not tell this to anybody, nor to him, as he will be terribly frightened. Ramachandra got well, but he was nervous about Tatya's life, for he knew that Baba's word was unalterable, and that Tatya would breathe his last within two years. He kept this hint secret, and told it to no one except Balashimpi. Only these two people, Ramachandra Patel and Balashimpi, were in fear and suspense regarding Tatya's life. Ramachandra soon left his bed and was back on his feet. Time passed quickly, and the time was now near. True to Baba's word, Tatya fell sick and was bedridden, so he could not come for Baba's darshan. Baba was also down with fever. Tatya had full faith in Baba, and Baba in Lord Hari, who was his protector. Tatya's illness began to grow from bad to worse, and he could not move at all and was remembering Baba continuously. Baba's situation began to grow equally bad. The day predicted Vijayadasami was impending, and both Ramachandra and Balashimpi were terribly trembling and frightened about Tatya, as they believed that Tatya's end was near, as Baba had predicted. As Vijayadasami dawned, Tatya's pulse began to beat very slowly, and his end seemed near. 
But then a curious thing happened. Tatya's death was averted. Tatya did not die. Baba passed instead. It seemed to all as if there was an exchange. People said that Baba gave up his life for Tatya. Why did he do so? He alone knows, as his ways are inscrutable. It seems, however, that in the prior incident two years earlier, Baba had given a hint of his passing, substituting Tatya's name for his. The next morning, October 16th, Baba appeared to Dasganu in his dream in Pondapur and said, The masjid collapsed. All the oilmen and grocers of Shirdi bothered me a lot, so I left that place. I came to inform you. Please go there quickly and cover me with bakal flowers. Daskano also received the news and letters from Shirdi. So he went to Shirdi with his disciples and started bhajans, singing the Lord's name continuously through the day after Baba's samadhi. Weaving a beautiful garland of flowers studded with Lord Hadi's name, he placed it on Baba's samadhi and gave a mass feeding in Baba's name. Charity to Lakshmi Bai Vijayadasami is regarded by all Hindus as the most auspicious time, and it is befitting that Baba should choose this time for his crossing the border. He was ailing some days before this, but he was ever conscious internally. Just before the last moment, he sat up erect without anybody's aid and looked better. People thought that the danger had passed and he was getting well. He knew that he was going to pass away soon and wanted to give some money to Lakshmi Bai. Baba pervading all creatures and the nine coins. Lakshmi Bai was a good and well-to-do woman. She worked in the masjid day and night. Except for Malsapati, Tatya and Lakshmi Bai, no one was allowed to step in the masjid at night. One evening, when Baba was sitting in the masjid with Tatya, Lakshmi Bai came and saluted Baba. Baba said to her, O oh, Lakshmi, I am very hungry. Off she went, saying, Baba, wait a bit, I will return immediately with bread. She returned with bread and vegetables and placed them before Baba. Baba then gave it to a dog. Lakshmi Bai asked, What is this, Baba? I ran and hurried to prepare bread with my own hands for you. 
yet you threw it to a dog without eating a bite of it. You unnecessarily gave me trouble. Baba replied, Why do you grieve for nothing? Satisfying the dog's hunger is the same as satisfying mine. The dog has a soul. Creatures may be different, but the hunger of all is the same. Though some speak and others are dumb, know for certain that he who feeds the hungry really feeds me. Regard this as a self-evident truth. Although this was an ordinary incident, Baba demonstrated a great spiritual truth and showed its practical application in daily life without hurting anybody's feelings. From this time onward, Lakshmi Bai began to offer him bread and milk daily with love and devotion. Baba accepted and ate it appreciatively. He took a part of it and sent the remainder with Lakshmi Bai to give to Radha Krishna Mai, who always relished eating Baba's remaining food as prasad. This bread story should not be considered as a digression. It shows how Sai Baba pervaded and transcended all creatures. He is omnipresent, birthless, deathless, and immortal. Baba remembered Lakshmi Bai's service. How could he forget her? Just before leaving the body, he put his hand in his pocket and first took out five rupees and then another four. In all, he gave her nine rupees. Nine is symbolic of the nine types of devotion described in chapter 21. Or it may be the dakshina offered at the time of Samolagan. Lakshmi Bai was a well-to-do woman and was not in need of money. So Baba might have suggested to her and brought prominently to her notice the nine characteristics of a good disciple mentioned in the sixth verse of chapter 10, Skanda 11 of the Bhagavad, where first five, then four characteristics are mentioned in the first and second couplets. Baba followed the order, first paid five rupees and then four rupees, nine in all. Not only nine, but many times nine rupees passed through Lakshmi Bai's hand. But this gift of Baba she will always remember. Being ever aware and conscious, Baba also took other precautions during his last moments in order that he should not be entangled with love and affection for his devotees. He ordered them all to leave. Kaka Sahib Dixit, Bapu Sahib Bhuti, and others were in the masjid 
anxiously awaiting upon Baba, that he asked them to go to the Wada and return after meals. They could not leave Baba's presence, nor could they disobey him. So with heavy hearts they went to the Wada. They knew that Baba's case was very serious, and they could not forget him. They sat for meals, but their minds were elsewhere, with Baba. Before they finished, news came of Baba's leaving his mortal body. Leaving their food, they all ran to the masjid and found Baba's resting place was on Bayaji's lap. Baba did not fall down on the ground, nor did he lie on his bed, but he sat quietly on his seat and doing charity with his own hand, left his mortal body. Saints come into human body, into this world, with a definite mission, and after that is fulfilled, they pass away as quietly and easily as they came. Pranams to Sri Sai. Peace be to all. You've been listening to a modern rendering of Hamad Pant's The Sri Sai Satcharitra, The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba, edited and narrated by Monica Penaconda. For more content like this online, please go to divinelineage.org, saifamily.org, and peacefires.org. To learn more about Monica, please go to monicapinaconda.org